0: Self serving persuasive talkers of
1: everything and nothing. We, we are, are a conversation con
0: artists. Artist. What's going on, people? It's your boy Mr. On Point. And I am Calamity Red. And we are conversation con artists back for another episode. If y'all are listening to our show and if you have enjoyed our show, I want to encourage you to head over to iTunes, Google Play. Stitcher, I don't, whatever platform that you listen to us on and uh, review and rate the podcast.
1: And just a shout out to all of you who have been listening because we looked at the stats and were surprised, <laughs> pleasantly surprised at the increase of listens that we're getting. So y'all are fucking awesome. Thank you for listening to our ridiculousness every week. Yeah, appreciate you. That's amazing. Uh, um,
0: you can also find me on Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point.
1: And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Um, we're still doing the listener letter portion of the show. We are. And um, we got some letters. Here's the thing. <laughs> I love y'all. This whole vendetta to like make Red uncomfortable is some bullshit though. But we'll get to You're that. making if, it worse for yourself I know, right now this I moment. know. I'm just I be- telling you. Give me your little hit <laughs> If you have a question, and it could be on any topic, it doesn't have to be make red uncomfortable. If you have a question you would like for us to answer on this show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is Conversation Artist at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook um, and send us a message there. Of course, it's Conversation Artists. Um, I personally am going to try to post more stuff to the Facebook page. Like, we're so fucking slack so hard we say that like shit every 20 episodes. I know I'm really going to try and like post some of the, the funny stuff that I see during the week because everything doesn't make it to the show because I'll forget about it so that's my goal is like every now and then when I see something funny that I may not necessarily want to talk about like posting it on, on the Facebook page so head over to the Facebook page uh, you can send us your questions over there On Point has the questions apparently we got like three one of them is obviously the make red uncomfortable yep
0: hey guys big fan here and i have a question for red Yay! it is obvious you do not watch porn but if you did which porn would you watch and what type of porn would probably turn you on thank you for your time and great show <sighs> this everybody is rockman 3k3 from the nerd plate podcast him and leroy ketchum throw all the nerd goodness out y'all can check that out but how do you respond, Red? Since this
1: first question all, is specifically for you. Fuck you, Rockman. I thought you were in my corner. You are the one person <laughs> that I thought was in my corner. So fuck you, first of all. Um I mean I guess <laughs> Ebony, it's just that's just black people, right? Yes. Okay. It would be that. Now, I did give this question some thought because I found out mm-hmm. about it in enough time to To give it some thought, so part of my issue—not even issue with porn, but just like it feels like voyeurism—it's it, weird watching people. So hentai appeals to me in that it's cartoons and it's not real people, so it feels less voyeuristic. But it's like monsters and shit, so then that just—but
0: voyeurism is based on the idea that the people being recorded don't know that you're watching so it's most porn just, is already set up to know that they're yeah, being watched so I that know. takes the, that should take the voyeur no,
1: component apart but it doesn't sitting around like watching people is just fucking weird like and I people watch i guess just in this particular act is weird for me so you can people watch people walking through the mall yeah but you I can't people watch people town. butt naked no on camera i don't think that that's uh unreasonable. <laughs> you say it like it's unreasonable, but like them being butt naked is a huge part of it being boy They okay with being butt naked. We were born butt they, naked. They could be okay with it. It doesn't mean I have to be okay with they, it. We was born butt naked. I know. But we've been having clothes on, are unnatural. We have been having on clothes ever since that day. The day you came into this world they swaddled your ass up but you've been swaddled in clothing ever since. So that it might Adam feel and spent a whole fucking long long oh they was we have done that sense though that they don't even count no more at this point They stand for us to have to have clothes on <laughs> well but regardless now we've spent more time in clothes than we have out of them so either way it's fucking weird so yeah that if that answers your fucking question. I guess Ebony, because it's just black people. Hentai, but the monsters and shit is well, what you know, throws me. There's there's subcategories of Ebony. I mean, are we talking about Ebony gay porn or Ebony straight porn? Why would I watch Ebony gay porn? A lot of women watch gay porn, because they like men. But you don't like men fucking other men, though.
0: Look, you got to talk to them other women for that. that. I, don't... I can't explain it. I don't know. <laughs>
1: But I've met a lot of women who that sense. just makes sense to them. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> it would be Ebony straight porn. Who well, today? if I were to watch lesbian porn, I would watch would it because two women are fantastic. Well, but that's like, niggas. they both just amazing. That's niggas, though. Like, I feel like that's niggas. Like, y'all, not y'all, let me not include you. A lot of men have like a threesome type fantasy. Women, I feel like, it's different. One, because when men agree to threesomes, they are not agreeing to them be, being another nigga in the room usually when they say yeah i'll do a threesome because they I think another know. bitch some is gonna dudes be full some dudes do but more often than not it's gonna be two women so Who, what which cole jackson from the government name
0: podcast along with uh, real shogun beats would call that a
1: train it's not a train if it's two people that is a if it's three people it is a threesome it's in the fucking name three people equals a threesome a train is multiple niggas it's a lot of niggas it's more because i mean technically i guess even if it's four it's a foursome i think it's more
0: contextual he, no, they I think a threesome is like, intimate. I think a threesome are people that all know each other that communicate and they said we are gonna do this. I think no. a train is if two people is with one girl. I think that's that can be a train if she don't know the two people.
1: It's no, it's still a threesome. I don't know because if if it was the other way, because you use the the female and male female with two male. Uh, example because that's what y'all look at like because it's a woman with two dudes it's a threesome but a dude with two women is never like a fucking train or no shit it's always a threesome whether it's intimate or not whether he know the women or not but because it's one woman with two niggas the intimacy is lost and she don't know them because with a man and two women it's always a threesome it doesn't have any kind of negative connotation like a train that's because a man got the man the one that got the train she got the tracks (sighs) Jesus Tracks can't run on the train. (sighs) Anyway. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) A threesome is is any sexual act that includes three people in my mind. A train is when you got one girl in a room and it's like five, six niggas coming in and out tagging each other in and shit. That is a train. Three people who decide to have sex together with each other is a threesome. It don't matter if it's two dudes or not, but see, because niggas... Oh, so if it's three people, that's and two of them
0: are tagging out that's a train
1: i mean i guess but that's not how that like the whole reason people get tagged out i feel like in a train is because there's so many of them like it's just so many people so i threesomes don't happen though i don't know that there's a a situation where like it's one girl two dudes and one dude is like sitting out in the living room by himself. Waiting for his turn to go in the room. Now, if it's him and like four other people, they also not out there in the room together, waiting on their turn. <laughs> it happens. I just don't. I mean, what if one dude don't like,
0: you know, when other people see his meat and be like, "Nah, bro, you gotta go after me." Don't don't
1: don't agree to be involved in that shit at all. That's simple. Just have sex one on one. You won't ever have to worry about anybody else seeing. See, that's from your rational, logical. Yes
0: woman perspective
1: cause it makes sense <laughs> a man would rather be
0: uncomfortable in the other room waiting for his turn
1: this is why I understand you people but yeah so for me gay porn is for gay people I don't want to see a nigga that's not sec- me seeing a dude <laughs> being fucked is not that's not that's not sexy <laughs> that's that's it's just not it's it's just not I was gonna say something else, but it probably be taken offensively. So, Some Ebony straight porn. Yes. Okay. And I'm sure that's very boring, but it's, no, there it is. It's not boring. That answers that ridiculous fucking question. And Rockman. Let me just say, I am very good. You keep talking shit about. It. Keep talking I shit. Talk, I just said. I you will get remember it re- Email this. every week. <laughs> Yeah, but not, see, here's the difference. I know Rockman in person, so I, me remembering this for him is different from somebody that like I don't know and, and won't ever have any interactions with, with, but I will see Rockman again. Put Rockman
0: in a position for everybody else to have to defend him and see how many emails <laughs> coming to this bitch. <laughs> They don't even know him hey y'all can add me to it look if y'all can conceptualize something that
1: might make nothing me nothing it's gonna make you uncomfortable <laughs> that I is, <laughs> but i want to see how they try it's i want
0: to see how they try i want to see how they okay. try that'll be
1: interesting it's not gonna
0: happen all right this these two questions come from someone labeled mw um love the podcast how do you go about bringing up someone's mental illness or at least their need to continue taking their medication? I'd really appreciate some ways I can casually bring it up.
1: Uh, it'd probably be easier for you to address the, the medication and the mental illness. Um, thing you have to remember, I feel like about mental illness medications is that, I mean, they didn't say whether this person was black or white. In the black community, especially, there's still a, t- a stigma around. Needing like a medication. It's not looked at like for me mental health medication is the same as if you had a heart condition You have to take your a heart pill, or you got diabetes. You gotta take your insulin, but for some people That is seen as like a weakness and so what will happen is they'll start taking the medication and Then they start feeling better and then it's like I don't need this medication. No more. I'm good now Not realizing that the reason they feel better is because they have been taking the medication um, so i mean pointing out some of the the behaviors that they maybe had prior to beginning the medication like you know i'm kind of noticing you uh (laughs) having this issue again like everything all right you you medicine you're good on your medicine like um it's how i would address it be ready for some pushback like i said people have a people are real sensitive about that subject um And if they've stopped taking the medication, it's probably because they're one of those people that feel some type of way about having to take the medication anyway. And so they start feeling better. So it's like, oh, now I got to take this medicine no more. I'm good.
0: I think it depends on the disorder as well. Yeah. I mean, it's different if it's ADHD. Yeah. If it's anxiety, if it's depression, or if it's to your serious mental illness where you're talking about. Um, bipolar or schizophrenia and i don't want to say serious mental illness like the others can't be serious but i mean there are distinguishers at the kind of issues you get from schizophrenia or bipolar when undiagnosed versus depression and anxiety when undiagnosed they usually impact one individual you know to where bipolar or schizophrenia when unmedicated can impact other people in the community and whatnot mm-hmm. so it makes a difference so are you watching someone that you care about suffer with their own a- anxiety and depression and you're trying to get them to take their medication or are you talking about somebody who's bipolar and schizzo- or? or- have bipolar schizophrenia. And like Red was saying, they in a situation where they feel like they got better because they were taking their medication and now they've stopped taking it. And now they're in a delusion. And now Mm. that's going to make a difference. It's really, really hard to convince somebody to take a pill if they're in a delusion because they haven't been taking their medication. You know, So it's different ways to approach those things. I imagine somebody with anxiety and depression. So the brain, there's been a lot of research on the brain, but psychology is not an exact science. A lot of the people don't that suffer through these things and take medications don't know the words to describe whether that medication is helping exactly as it should or not. You know, so sometimes it's a matter of do they have the right medication? Yeah. You know, and I, comes, I when,
1: tell people like. If it's not working, it doesn't mean that it's not gonna work. There are so many different medications on the market that treat the exact same thing. And the reason why there has to be so many is because people's body chemistry is different. So if you're taking a medication that isn't working, it doesn't mean that medication itself isn't gonna work. It may mean that particular medication is not addressing the issue that you need to address it. And that's where having an open dialogue with your prescribing physician uh comes into play because you have to let you know they're not going to know to change it or to do anything if you don't let them know you know and it there's like a lot that goes into you know what medicine treats what uh how much of that medicine is needed for the, your level up like there's a lot that go- so you have to keep an open dialogue and just because the current medication that you're on isn't working doesn't mean that medication itself won't work um and that's something else that has to be stressed to people. Like, well, I took the, I took that pill, and it didn't do anything. So, let's answer these
0: questions going down one by one. How do you go about bringing up someone's mental illness? Now, in the event that you think they have a mental illness and they are not diagnosed, uh, not a good idea. Nope. Uh, until they do something or portray some kind of behaviors that are are problematic enough to rent to take them to a facility or to a counselor or someone that may be diagnosed you not being a professional uh inferring that somebody has some mental illness when they're not diagnosed that's going to be a problem Yep. they not they're not going to accept that they're nope. not going to take that and that's the unfortunate part about mental illness especially in the black community i don't mm-hmm. know if you're black or white but in the black community ain't nobody trying to hear it's something wrong with me i mean no. even if you say you should go to counseling for like mediocre issues i don't need no count yeah it, it translates into you think something wrong with me yeah it don't translate into i guess i could use a little bit of help for the time being and so it ends up being a situation on that mm-hmm. front you know so if if they don't know unfortunately and you know what i think the biggest mental health issue that we have in the african-american community that goes untouched are people that are like toxic to their own environment and their own friend circle? Like those people who do shit that make their family mad all the time and make their friends mad all the time and make their kids mad all the time. They go relatively undiagnosed with anything, but they sitting out here with borderline mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. all kind of disorders that's causing that. But that ain't gonna be enough. You you can sit down and say, hey. I want you to look at the relationship with your sisters your brothers your mama your kids your friends you see how everybody be mad at you like 90 percent of the time that's a problem and it's your behavior like nobody gonna listen to that shit and think there's something wrong with
1: them people could justify anything it's so it ain't me it's all y'all all y'all got the same problem it's not me it's y'all so if you know about their mental illness
0: and it's something that is diagnosed, it's still a really hard situation to maneuver because a lot of people are very protective about letting anybody, just anybody know Mm -hmm. that they have this issue. So if you're someone that knows by force, just because you're in the family or you're around and it's common knowledge in your small circle, then uh, you may be able to bring it up, but it depends on that person and it depends on what illness it is. Mm -hmm. You know, either way it's something that you can't be aggressive about like mental illness i don't think is intervention type shit. no i don't think it's the kind of shit you can sit somebody down and Mm -hmm. say hey let's tell you what's wrong with you it's one of them situations where you got to be like hey let's have a talk you know what i'm saying i noticed these behaviors yeah i noticed this what's going on and i noticed the situation and hey we all got stuff going on but i just want to make sure that you got support And you got people here that can tell you and help you understand when stuff might be going wrong to from our perspective when you might not recognize it from your perspective Mm -hmm. you know so just that one-on-one because you don't want it to be a group spectacle that you know not being abrasive on them like this was wrong but being more so like this is what i'm noticing and this is what's going on when you start blaming that individual and targeting that individual or using language that makes them feel blamed or targeted then they're going to turn into to defensive mode mm-hmm. about something they're already uncomfortable about anyway. And now if you're somebody on the outside who don't really know, you know that's just not something to really address with a person. Like if they, if you're not the kind of person that can sit down and have a one on one with them and spit some real shit to them and they listen to you then that That's just not going to work for you.
1: Yep,
0: It's going to be a problem. Um, Or at least their need to continue taking their medication. So under this, uh, under this question, the assumption is that you know about their mental illness, you know that they've taken medication and you know that they have stopped taking
1: their medication. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said with that one, there's a reason why you know that they're not taking any medication. So like, again, being, um, supportive and saying you know i've noticed these things you know are are happening uh and this is kind of what was happening before i just wanted to make sure that you're good that you know your medication is good uh that kind of thing just pointing out why it is that you've even noticed that they're not because it, it's some reason why you know what i'm saying like you especially if you don't live with them you ain't seeing them not take the medicine so what whatever behaviors like I'm, i'm starting to notice you know you're kind of whatever the the behaviors are uh and just coming at it in a supportive way and even and coming at it in a supportive way this is something that people are really sensitive about and can get really defensive about um and by that there's a difference if you know they're not taking
0: their medication it's a difference between there's a difference between uh, saying are oh, you taking your medication yeah and you know, I noticed you a little bit more on edge today. You know, what is that? Yeah. You know, I mean, and that'll help you gauge. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll say, well, I fucking forgot to take my medication today. Or they might give excuses. You know, they yeah. might be like, oh, no, that ain't. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed or yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. But if you start seeing these things build up and seeing their reactions to it, you'll notice whether they're a person that's in denial about taking their medication and may not be into it or, you know, a person that, you know, is just maybe skipped. forgot to take their medication every Mm -hmm. now and then you know but you gotta handle it delicately however you do it yeah um i really appreciate some ways i can casually bring it up like we said just you know on one-on-one yeah not aggressively or, or assertively uh not using language that might indicate blame or fault or guilt recognizing that mental illness in in the black community or any community with an individual is really stigmatized they don't Mm -hmm. really want anybody to know and then the people that know they really don't want to talk about it and then if they're having behaviors that you know indicate that they might not be taking medication then not only do they all of those other things apply but now they might be in denial themselves about the situation so you have to maneuver it in a way that indicates that you know I'm noticing some different things that's going on. I want to know if you notice those things that's going on, you know, and be supportive. I want to let you know I you got support here, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody here judging you. Ain't nobody here blaming you, you know, but I don't want to see you go down a path that, I mean, you know, that looks like, that, that looks like this, mm-hmm. you know, so that's the best I got on that. Um, the second question from MW is, uh, since you guys are open to talking about family, coworkers, Okay, let me restart this cuz I got to use my voice. Since you guys are open to since you guys are open and talk about family and coworkers, has there ever been a time when someone you didn't know listened, surprised you by letting you know they heard you talking about them?
1: Nope And the main reason why there's a reason why we go by calamity red <laughs> and this own point. Uh, the whole purpose in that is the an- anonymity um to avoid that situation from happening. Um Also, most of the people, no, all of the people that I work with have no idea that this is something that I do, so it isn't something that they would, and the people I work with ain't really like podcast listening kind of people, so they're not even going to stumble across it, like, that's not going to happen, so. Well, yeah, so, I go by Mr. On Point, I used to post
0: some episodes on on the page when when it was like very moderate dialogue yeah. in it yeah now we just um <laughs> uh, but i don't post none of that on the, on my facebook page no. at this point point. and you know i'm just gonna shaggy their ass first off <laughs> if it's mean? somebody who really like if it can impact my career or something <laughs> i'm gonna be like wasn't me <laughs> but I, but i saw the picture you mean? I mean, was it a a, a lifelike picture I know or we like got a cartoons. cartoon or something? <laughs> See, I can't say that. I can't say it's a cartoon because oh, then yeah, they're gonna, they gonna know. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm talking about? It is you. I'm gonna be like, what is it? Is, is? it like a real life picture? Like, is it a candid picture somebody took of me? Because I don't recall taking a picture. <laughs> they be like, no, it's a cartoon picture. So you telling me I look like a cartoon? <laughs> you can tell it's me from a cartoon. Did the podcast <laughs> like no? This so yeah. I'm gonna shaggy that and what me? My brother sounds like me, might be him. Let me call him and see if he got a podcast. Hey bro, you got a podcast? Oh, oh okay. Shit. Wasn't him either. <laughs> it wasn't us. You know, I'm i I'm gonna shaggy their ass. But that's on the side of the professional part. Now yeah. if I tell a story about somebody, it is true. Yeah. Okay? And I try to stay away from those subjective mm. expressions of what true is. I'm telling a story about somebody. That shit happened.
1: It might be my vantage point, but that shit happened. Like, all my family, like, so let me tell you about my family, okay? We sit around and roast the fuck out of each other. Like, Thanksgiving is us sitting around a table eating, talking shit. So, all of the stories that I've told about them and shit we've discussed in person, <laughs> like, these are things that are like, well, done. Like, it's not gonna be anything that somebody's gonna be like, that's a lot of it. Like, no, like, it all has happened. We all are aware of it. We discuss it on a regular basis. So, like, if my family listens, they're just gonna be like, you crazy as shit. Like, they're not gonna be upset about it because it, it's not something that we don't just talk about anyway. And, There's no way for any of y'all to know what family member or what their names are or, so it doesn't really matter. That's what I'm saying, like, so for me,
0: I'm gonna look them dead in the eyes and be like, yep, I said the (laughs) shit, tell me it wasn't true. Tell me it wasn't true. And then they gonna have to be like, well, yeah, the shit happened. Okay, so now we can talk about the level of confidence you
1: expected in telling me that but nobody knows who the fuck you are exactly that's my thing it's like nobody knows who you are like you ain't like you beyonce or some shit i don't know who you are so
0: you're coming to me (laughs) bringing up a situation that embarrassed you that i told it but now you bringing it back up for yourself in front of me challenging me when nobody the fuck know it was you (laughs) except for me so what you angry about don't fucking matter you know what i'm saying like Unless you done told a whole bunch of other people, and they hear my podcast, <laughs> and then they be like, "They fucking talking about your ass, ain't they?"
1: I got <laughs> folks calling me all over the damn place talking about some, you know. <sighs> shit, that's funny. Well, that and it has not happened. Um, you know, my brother has sat in before uh, and listened to us do the show, like once when he was in, happened to be in town, and he think it's hilarious, like again my fam this is what we do anyway i just i would be very surprised if any of them like heard something and was like fuck you or, or got upset about it i I just can't one y'all don't know who the fuck like even if i say my cousin my brother y'all don't know their name so me saying my brother doesn't fucking mean anything to anybody listening uh unless you know me personally so it don't matter <laughs> it just doesn't fucking matter and like I said as far as co-workers they don't have no idea I do this shit so and I gauge them.
0: between the people that I would share a story about on a scale of who realistically would listen to this episode <laughs> also who would give a fuck if they heard yeah. this and listen to this episode so yeah I mean I don't tell a story or situation about somebody that's overly, extremely private that may listen and that will get upset if they were to hear something. You know, I ain't that inconsiderate of the people in my life that have told me shit, you know, because even if I did, uh, even if all my friends started listening to this podcast and they noticed every now and then I spit stories about people I know then they'll stop telling me stories. They'll stop telling me shit.
1: I mean, even shit AC listens and he heard me talking shit about him, and his response was to come on the show, and it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. So I mean, like, those are the people that are in my life are people like him that that would hear it and think it was funny, and at the very at the very most, like maybe want to come on the show and be like, I'm gonna address this shit on the show because you got me looking crazy. So which we welcome we had him on it was hilarious oh we have been able to do that again but i mean those are the kind of people that are in my life so it's not anybody i haven't talked about anybody that i feel will get butthurt about anything i've said like and if they do i mean don't nobody know who you are calm down
0: yeah <laughs> relax last question and this question can take us into our um our stories because this is a story that happened in the the week this is from colin um which we need to get him on the show at some point we do um so when you're free colin holler at your boy um hey y'all uh oh hold on let me do my voice hey y'all red's disbelief (laughs) at the types of weird porn that people like was absolutely hilarious all right now for my actual comment slash question for next week's show what do you guys have to say about the Olympic Committee vis-a-vis Dr. Larry Nassar's conviction, particularly in your experiences as counselors psychologists and the long-term effects on victims? I'll hang up and listen, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. Larry Nassar has been a um, doctorate, I think, Michigan. Which one? Michigan State? Mm, which the green one? Isn't it Michigan? Not, that ain't Michigan.
1: The green one,
0: the green Trojans, the Trojans. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna search in a minute <laughs> and get that right. But he was a, uh, he was also he went on to be the Olympic doctor for a team. It turns out for the last thirty plus years, he's been sexually assaulting and abusing people from a wide range of different, you know, groups. He ain't racist. Starting off before. Before he finished college, he had abused a 14-year-old and a 6-year-old boy. All of them being girls except the 6-year-old, it seems. I guess that have come out and talked about it. Uh, And all these victims came out to talk about what he had been doing.
1: I'm sure there's more boys. Boys are less likely to talk about it because Mm -hmm. there's such a stigma attached to being molested as a boy by a man. So I'm sure there's others that just have decided not to come forward.
0: Yeah. Um, but he was recently sentenced to 175 years in prison for all of that shit. So, what are your thoughts on that, Red?
1: Fuck him. So, <laughs> like, that's it, huh? That's I all yeah. got? Just fuck him. Fuck him. Like, uh, what he asked about the, um, I mean, stuff like that Stay with the victims. Um, which is why I don't have have no sympathy for any of these people in power that wield their power in this way. You are just now having to pay for, for what you've done for years. You know what I'm saying? And during all of this time that you continue doing this fuck shit, you were living your life and you were fine. The people that were impacted by you, from the day that that happens on, they have to live with what happened to them so you out here you know being team doctor and shit while these people are suffering behind some shit you did and that suffering does not end it gets better with time but it doesn't end so fuck him that's really all i have i'm glad that he is gonna finally do his time hopefully that will give the some of these victims some form of justice um Find you know, knowing that he's gonna get locked up, but fuck him, fuck that dude, and all the people like him because there's a ton of this shit that happens. So, it's Michigan State University, it was Michigan.
0: So, that's that's the green one, they green, not yellow.
1: Okay, nigga, I don't know
0: anyway. I
1: don't <laughs> fuck with sports, y'all. I don't <laughs> if
0: I if I watch college football, then I know off the top of the cup, <laughs> but it's this is a multi layer issue, and it's the same kind of multi layer issue that went on at Penn State. Because the biggest issue is that, like in our society, you have a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Um, But that's not enough, because it's a pedophile that work at Wendy's ain't gonna have access to a whole bunch of kids and shit that they can be around. Mm-hmm. It seems like this level of pedophile crafted his life around being able to put himself in a position just like, to have access to the people that he fucked with
1: just like sandusky
0: from just like sandusky yeah. like well you know i ain't trying to support pedophiles but i think a lot of people throw pedophiles on un, under the same whole umbrella when it's important to distinguish things between people so i don't know i feel like this doctor as a as a person who abused kids mm-hmm crafted his whole career around being able to access people younger than him yeah i don't know if sandusky did that i mean as a coach
1: he made it to where he was able to work with and then he wasn't he working with like disenfranchised youth. well let me not say sandusky okay let me say <laughs> let me say other.
0: like it's a difference between someone who craft their whole career around being able to yeah. have access to these people and it's a difference between somebody who just find that opportunity at some point and then embark on it yeah but i feel like this doctor like when he got out of fucking high school knew that he wanted to find a way to touch people young people and barely be discovered yeah because all of this shit is one-on-one even as a coach you barely get one-on-one shit as a coach
1: what's the pastor's name the black pastor that eddie long eddie long. He is a circumstance like I think that he got into a position where he was able to do that. I don't know that he crafted becoming a pastor so he could do that. Yeah, because I mean ain't no guarantee you can do that as a pastor. Yeah, so I think his was like an op- just opportunity he had the ability to to give an example of what you're talking about like not crafting your life. Then he started winning by the arm and sending pictures
0: and shit. I feel like if faith was as just as we want it to be <laughs> These motherfuckers been getting struck by lightning, like, on sight. As soon as they step outside, boom, God got him. But he got sick and was looking like he had the package. But he, I mean, how many many boys he fucked while he was sick? A a lightning bolt would have took him out. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And you know what, guy? I just assume that a lightning bolt is like pinpoint accuracy. He just hit him in the nuts one good time. (laughs) That blood ain't flowing down there no more. The blood flow is gone, shorty <laughs> so so you have this you got a regular Wendy's level pedophile, you got <laughs> pedophile that you know. Finds themselves in a position where they can take advantage of kids. And then you have a pedophile who puts themselves in a position to have access to kids. And this is what this doctor did. So that's level one. Mm-hmm. That's level one of the fuckery. You got an individual who, as a predator, decided that they were going to be a predator and put themselves in a position in life to become a predator and have access to their prey.
1: You know, I watch a lot of ID channel. Right. There's a psychiatrist. A woman was married to this psychiatrist and his whole focus was kids. He went into child psychiatry, okay? Come to find out years later after she had been married to him for a long time that he had been molesting the shit out of all of his... And these are like, these are mentally ill kids that he was fucking with. And he had been doing this From the beginning, like he went into child psychology because it it, would—he would always keep an abundance of victims, and they're gonna be victims who are already having issues. So if they do say something, who the fuck is gonna believe them? You gonna believe this mentally ill kid or this this? Was he sexually abusing them? Mm -hmm, Boys, and he abused their their his own son is how he got get caught. It took me a
0: while in life to realize the difference between molestation and sexual abuse. Like molestation is like the touching and like no penetration. Anything mm-hmm. you can do without penetration is molestation. And the sexual abuse component comes in after that. No,
1: he was carrying on whole relationships with these boys. Like as they got older.
0: Okay, so with doc with um former Dr. Nassar, current finna get fucked in the ass Nassar <laughs> uh, in prison. Uh he that was level one to the shit. Mm-hmm. Level two is this man was employed by a university. Under which this shit was happening. And under which people have been reporting this shit was happening to him to them mm-hmm. to the university and to other professionals that were surrounded around this shit. And like what happened with Penn State and like what happened with all these universities. You know what? Like what happens with all of these systems that have something to lose when the integrity of the entire system is challenged mm-hmm. because of a few or one or two people. When you look at police agencies, same shit you know, the blue will cover up anything going on if it will jeopardize the integrity of that system. Mm-hmm. And the same thing for these colleges and universities, anything they think will jeopardize their university, they try to cover it up, they try to hide it. And it's one thing if it was a student versus a student and they tried to kind of cover that up and deal with that they self, but they have a serial rapist slash molester pedophile on staff, and they're covering up for that person. See, that's a bigger situation mm-hmm. because they're putting a mass number of people at jeopardy. So the first layer is you got the individual issue. The second layer, you got that person who crafted that whole world be put put himself in an institution that is likely that he know knew that the institution was gonna cover for him. You know? So he got an extra layer of protection on that shit. Yeah. You know, and then we move into um the third level of that shit. He moved on to working for the Olympics team. So now not only do you have all of them other conditions met but you have these people that are so motivated to succeed in their craft that I bet a lot of them were willing to accept the bullshit that Dr. Nassar was putting out in order to not jeopardize their aspirations for being a, a, a medalist. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it just seems like this man crafted the fuck out of a whole system and finessed this system to put himself in the best position to be protected. And there is no more telling uh, observation in that than the fact that this shit been going on for 30 plus years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? like. But let's add a fourth layer to this shit. All right? Fourth layer to this shit is we already in a fucking society. That up until fucking 2017. Because 2017 was the year of me too. Mm -hmm. We live in a society where up to 2017 this shit just been going on and women in our society just know that it's best to not deal with that shit head on and to just let that shit fucking happen and go on with it. So we already live in a society in which that shit is going on. And now it's Pretty much seems like the first time that women are starting to be listened to. Yep. You know, even a motherfucker who went back, they went back a long time to look at the shit that was going on with him. They got all of the people that have accused him and had them testify about his ass. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And he got the 175 years that he got. Now, let's go into the backlash about this situation. Have you heard of any of the backlash about this situation? A lot of men have been extremely critical of the judge that sentenced him because they say it sounds like she was trying to make quotables when she was giving the sentence out. Like, she gave a whole little speech and and at the end of it, she said, I just signed your death warrant. You know? Like, That's and then so Who and then they start talking about why give him 175
1: years? Like, he's not gonna live that long. Like, First of all, let's not act like he the first motherfucker that you know people get multiple life sentences. Do you do they know that? Do they know that they hand down more than one fucking life sentence depending on some shit you do? You're not going to live more than one life sentence. She not the first person to do that. So let's not do that. That happens a lot. People get hundreds of years. There are people that have ye- hundreds plural of years on the books that they got to serve. we know they're not gonna live that long just in case he's the first fucking immortal out here you know what
0: i'm saying you never know you know what i'm saying like his his fucking body and organs might be optimized to live forever now it sucks that if he was the first immortal that the first immortal would be a pedophile (laughs) rather than like a fucking nobel peace prize winning motherfucker you know what i'm saying but if that were the case at least when he come out of jail after 175 years, everybody else he knew is dead now. <laughs> you're going to come out into a world and don't nobody know you. You outlived everybody. You know, so your life is going to be ass. You know what? Fuck
1: them niggas that say that shit. That's just to detract. Because you, <laughs> you're you taking up for a man who did 30 years worth of bullshit. Like, that's just a way to, like, detract from what the fuck is actually going on. Who cares? Who cares if the judge did decide she wanted to make quotables or whatever? It really doesn't fucking matter because at the end of the day, that nigga deserved that shit. He deserved every piece of them 175 years that he got. Fuck him and fuck y'all for feeling like that's something to even have a conversation about. Who cares how the judge was? Don't fucking matter. Does not fucking matter. That man is a disgusting piece of trash. Fuck him. Fuck him. I think, man,
0: I think that there's a Big ass layer. I know that there's a big ass layer of like subconscious protection that men try to give to other men for some reason. I don't know the justification for this. Like, I wouldn't even goddamn pitch in. I wouldn't give no input. I'd be like, I ain't touching that. What the fuck? Even if I did have some problems with something, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I guess there's something I would say. Like, if a judge would to send us a black person like this and say that's what your black ass get like then i would be like oh wait a minute wait a minute this ain't have nothing to do with blackness you know what i'm saying so there is something that i would kick in if, if that was the case but in a case where a man has been getting away with you know being a pedophile and creating the trauma that a lot of these girls and boys are going to have as it pertains to their future and their relationships fuck him i mean it's really that simple fuck him you know like we had uh we had our episode called pedophile island we did you know what i'm saying <laughs> and as far as you were concerned we could throw all the pedophiles and criminals on the island and Don't just say fuck it you know duke it out I wasn't, I wasn't that hard line i know you know what i'm saying i i was you know we we got to distinguish between like if you're on the sexual offenders list because you peed behind the school and somebody saw you <laughs> like that's way different than if you you know fucking kids and uh, and molesting kids as a doctor so those people should not both
1: go on the island, okay? What about pedophile and pedophile light island? Pedophile light be the one that like.
0: No, I think I think that pen behind the school shit is like a systemic problem. That's that's a, that's a, that's, a, that's a justice. <laughs> that's a uh, sexual offenders list issue. we yeah. need to, we need to vamp, revamp that system. Yeah, you know we we need to change that system. So I, I'm not that hard line on every pedophile, but you know what? If Dr. Nassar, a report came out about him after he was in jail for a, a little while that said he was found with a dynamite stick exploded out his ass, <laughs> I'd be fine. i just go fucking keep reading my articles and going about what I was doing. You know, like... There is a level of pedophile oh, that I shit. really don't give a fuck about. I don't give no. a, I don't care how mad the judges were at yep. you. I don't care how many years they gave you. I don't care how many times you get raped or stabbed and you got to have a colostomy bag because you can't control your ass <laughs> in jail. I don't care. <laughs> at a certain point, you oh, can do fuck. enough damage that I don't give a fuck about you. And that is his case. It ain't shit he can do. It ain't oh, shit he, he can do.
1: He, he, he finna find out what it feel like though. He definitely finna find out what it has felt like for these other folks out Look, time. if this motherfucker came up with a cure for cancer in jail, I'd be fine if he
0: got stabbed after that.
1: <laughs> I'm saying, like, I just think that one, it's kind of funny that, that, that prison has this old, like, morality system and that pedophiles are at the bottom. But I'm kind of glad because, again, yeah, I think part of the question was yeah, what our opinion is on, on what it does to the victim. He finna find out. He's about to find out what it does to victims because <laughs> you about to be one. So you are finna understand exactly the shit that you put these people through for all of these years because it ain't enough soap in the commissary. To make you feel clean after what the fuck is finna happen to you sir yes because this was such a well televised case that whatever prison you go into they finna fuck you all the way up it's gonna happen so you finna find out exactly what you put them through soap can't clean out that anal cavity that
0: was (laughs) infiltrated last night
1: totes finna happen like you finna understand he's gonna understand better than anybody else in the world after he goes to prison what he did and what he put people through and that's not to say that I feel like, you know, rape is justified in any kind of of, of, of manner. But if it's gonna happen, <laughs> I mean, the pedophile—it's—it's—it is what it is. He gonna understand what he did better than any hundred and seventy-five sentence could ever give to him. So, as a counselor, I've had experiences with clients
0: at, uh, from age. We're really on a whole spectrum of ages Mm -hmm. who have been sexually abused. Yep. And sexual abuse has horrible long-term effects on anybody that experiences it. Yep. Um, But there's different dynamics to the age that it happens at, how long it went on, and... And whether you're male or female yeah you know i think for men that are abused by men it does expose them to uh the feelings that come along with being homosexual you know um for example you know somebody like umar johnson will assert that everybody that you know is gay was abused by somebody uh umar johnson um but the reality is Sexuality is on a scale from my perspective. And there are people that are on the gay side of that scale and there are people on the straight side of that scale. But I think that there are some people who are on the straight side of that scale uh, who have certain experiences when they are a child that exposes them to a, a more complex scale system to where they might not be inherently um, gay as that you know being born gay would mm-hmm. imply but now that they've been exposed to those homosexual feelings, uh, or that homosexual interaction, Mm -hmm. now that scale is a lot more complex for them, you know? So I think that's one part of it. So it it definitely impacts sexuality. With women, it can impact sexuality, because with women, if they're abused by men their whole childhood, then it's very easy to see how that would create an aversion to men, Mm -hmm. you know, moving forward. And while they may not inherently be attracted to women and desire women, they end up being with women out of a you know, aversion to being with men. Or
1: they might be highly promiscuous because they found or been given the example that they're va- that's where their value lies and so they become overly promiscuous. Not by choice. There's some people just like fucking. But there are people that it's it's a, a response to what happened to them um as they uh grew up and mature and so that's also a response that you can get from the female side and you can look at the
0: heaviest worst sexual abuse that a person can endure and they can come out of it relatively fine um and some people it cripples them for the rest of their life uh that's just subjective on the experience of the user you know uh the temperament the um way that that person interprets the world you know we know people who have been through bullshit and have come out on top but we know people who have gone through you know a nominal amount of stuff that you know don't can't seem to get it together Mm -hmm. and that's how we have a society full of people saying all you got to do is this to come out of depression all you got to do is this to overcome anxiety you know when we look at the world from our own vantage points then we can't get into understanding how another person can potentially be like that um But the long-term effects to sexual abuse are vast. I mean, from not being able to be intimate appropriately with your partner, to being overly sexually promiscuous, to uh, altering the range of the scale of sexuality that you're on. And those are just the physical manifestations. The psychological manifestations are that you don't trust people, you know,
1: you have anxiety now. People have aversions to smells that remind them of the time. They may have aversions to sound. Like, there is a vast I way. mean,
0: that that's one of the ways, if you look at some of these shows about, like, with dissociative identity disorder, uh, DID, which is where uh, a person develops multiple personalities, you know, if you've seen a movie Split, you know, that kind of personality, but what would happen is a person that might be sexually abused might pretend that they somebody else to keep themselves from feeling like this is happening to them and it starts to craft a new identity for a person Mm -hmm. you know and that becomes and it, it takes a very specific brain to do that like that don't happen to everybody like it takes a very specific brain to be able to craft new personalities from trauma you know and then craft multiple of those Mm -hmm. and because that person has a brain that would do that and they have a self-defense mechanism that when things happen we create a new personality Mm -hmm. you know especially after it happened once it's easier to happen again you know so intimacy issues family issues that's going to turn into parenting issues when they have kids that's going to turn into issues with friends like the issues are vast you know and so the best thing i can say parents is keep an eye on your kids you know and especially in these sports systems because when you you have boys in a sports system you could have somebody that intentionally placed themselves in a situation where they get to see your kids and their underwear every now yep. and then that's not to make anybody paranoid but being vigilant about things that can be harmful doesn't mean that you have to be paranoid mm-hmm. you know it's just that you are aware you know or if you have a girl that is in a system, most of the doctors there see they see are gonna be men. Mm-hmm. It's not every time you can request a woman to be a doctor for your daughter if she's a part of a sports system. A lot of times, like it's not a lot of schools that have all-girl coaches when mm-hmm. it comes to the girls in every sport, mm-hmm. you know? There are a lot of schools, most schools I would say, where men are the basketball coach for the girls' team. Yep. You know? so be vigilant about your kids about your nephews about your kids friends about everybody that you will come into contact with you know just make sure you keep an eye out for them in those systems because it's a lot of these systems where the adults scare these kids into not uh, uh reporting and not talking about this stuff that's going on and you need to prepare your kid from the bottom up to say hey if somebody do this to you The worst thing you could do is be quiet the best thing you could do is let somebody know and if you don't trust nobody else let me know Mm -hmm. you know and we'll handle the problem because if somebody do that to somebody i love this ain't gonna go down well for them yeah so there we are with that one
1: all right well that was those were the questions for this week thank you to everybody that um sent in a question we appreciate it we love getting questions from y'all um so if you have a question, it doesn't matter what the topic is, even if it is making red uncomfortable, it is what it is. Send your questions to our Gmail account, which is ConversationConArtist at gmail.com. Or you can just come find us on Facebook and shoot us um, an inbox through our Facebook um, page, which of course is ConversationConArtist. Um, I'm going to start with this. So on point how much money is worth spending 25 years in prison for a crime you didn't commit
0: okay first i got some questions oh shit! how much did
1: i get raped i mean i don't know the answer to that okay
0: uh how many times did i get hit over the head by a police officer i
1: don't know anything that happened to you while you were
0: in so was this like shawshank i don't know what do you mean was i red or andy (laughs) i don't I don't know. Oh, if I was red
1: now, you know what I'm saying? If I was red for 25 years. Yeah, but you might have been Andy. I don't know. If I was Andy. Well, he only got raped for like a look because eventually the sisters got disbanded. That's only
0: because he was a fucking lawyer and could yeah. help the police. Yeah. I ain't got nothing that's going to help me. <laughs> How am I going to go up to, like, oh, that scene when he was on the rooftop and he started walking up? You know what I'm saying? What oh, yeah. would I want to help you? I think your psychological issues are based on a component of your childhood traumas <laughs> and your current environmental stressors. That, he would beat my ass and throw me off that goddamn roof. Probably, yes. I don't have anything to bring to the table. <laughs> so me,
1: I would have got raped for 25 years if I was Andy. Cuz he would have if he hadn't done that cuz the sisters was on him. Yeah, that was terrible. So
0: if I was Andy,
1: I don't know who If you I was were. Andy,
0: when I get out, I'm murdering police officers, okay? <laughs> now, if I was not Andy, if, if I was red, um, twenty five years, little twenty five million million dollars a year. Okay, million dollars a year. Well, I would check my murdering police officers statement. I would not murder police you officers. You know
1: they listen. The feds is watching. Yeah, I would not
0: do that. That was just my hypothetical version of me as Andy in jail for 25 years getting raped all those years by a group that's equivalent to the sisters but are probably either black or Latino instead of white and that's how
1: I think I would feel getting out after that
0: that
1: Cause that, the police didn't protect. That me. shit with the sisters was so, like, I like that movie. I hate that part though. Like, I was so glad when he when they got rid of the sisters because that was so fucking horrible to watch. Like, Jesus. I wonder if that role impacted his ability
0: to get work. Like, uh, what's his name? Larry Lawrence
1: Fishburn. Oh, after um, he T- Ike Ike. Turner. Probably not. Black women hated that man after he played Ike. Oh my! Mom was one of them when boys in the hood came out my mom thought uh lawrence fishburne was the sexiest man alive fast forward to him playing i he just played the role too good he's an actor boy what you mean he played it too good and what they do he post to. that's what he's supposed Mine to do. play that shit at home too she said he played it too too good for it not to be true <laughs> she was upset okay so an innocent Detroit man who spent 25 years in prison for a murder he didn't commit was awarded $1 million. So they only gave him one meal. Now, 25, 25 years? years? Yeah. According to the Associated Press, the state program that compensates wrongly convicted people approved him for the payout. However, he believes he deserves more. Back in 1992, Desmond Ricks was convicted of murdering a man after a testimony from Detroit police. Officers said the bullets found in Ricks' alleged weapon was the same bullets found in the body, but that was all a lie. In June 2017, the Innocence Clinic uh, at the University of Michigan Law School helped prove that the police switched the bullets. This is as bad of a frame-up, a frame-up job as any I've ever seen by the police," his attorney said. Since the officers cannot be put in prison, this is the only way to begin to write a horrific misconduct uh, and the the harm to our justice criminal justice system. Not sure why the officers couldn't be charged. Guess too much time had passed, maybe. I don't know.
0: Twenty-five years, eh? They probably was fucking. They might be dead retired or dead. dead.
1: <laughs> Uh, as far as the settlement, Ricks wants an additional $216,000, and he's also suing the officers. Oh, they ain't because he's suing the officers for $125 million. There's like a 26-year-old person inside of me that wants to get out, but he can't come out. You know, he's 51 now. He told reporters, "So I have to battle. I have to do certain things that 51-year-old men do, and I can't do certain things that 26-year-old men do. I'm like a new child. I just want to go out and see and do, but I have to keep things in moderation. So." Twenty-five years he got a million dollars.
0: Okay, hold on, hold on. Let's do some math. One million uh-huh. divided by twenty-five equals forty thousand. That's forty thousand a year. They gave this man a fucking McDonald's manager salary <laughs> for all the years he was in jail. Well, he could have he could have been out for twenty
1: five years fucking working at McDonald's. Yeah. For that? Yeah. Pretty much. Hell no. So I looked at the compensation statutes by state. He Michigan is one of the states that does not have a statute they on the book a that says we'll pay this much if you get if you get found out that it, you didn't do this crime, right? Not every state. Most I will say most of these states, most of the states in America don't have a statute. Okay,
0: what about uh, Alabama?
1: Since we're in Alabama, Alabama statute says that. You and all this know us, man. My bad. <laughs> uh, minimum of $50,000 for each year of wrongful incarceration. So $10,000 more than that brother received. But the caveat is because they have restrictions. So the restriction for Alabama to get to 50000 is... Uh, the wrongfully convicted person can only receive compensation if the legislator appropriates the funds a new felony conviction will end the claimant's right to compensation the fuck if will make what i do after the fact you still owe me my money like if i commit another felony that i actually committed this time that don't mean y'all shouldn't pay me and if the legislator um appropriates the funds, so they can still deny you the money <laughs> essentially what about texas Oh, let's see. The great state of Texas.
0: I'm going states people with people I know in them.
1: Who you know in Texas?
0: Um, my homeboy that I probably don't see till every Christmas.
1: Why isn't it flipping? So Texas is on the next page. It won't go over. <laughs> California. Okay, California. California is a maximum of $100 per day of wrongful conviction of incarceration. So that's $365,000 a year. Yes. But (laughs) the restriction. The wrongfully convicted person must show he did not contribute to the bringing about of his arrest or conviction for the crime with which he was charged. This provision may prevent people who falsely confess... Or pled guilty from receiving compensation. So if you take a plea deal, you don't get it. If you say you did it and you didn't, you don't get it. So you have to say I didn't do it, fight
0: not take a plea bargain, Mm -hmm. go to trial, lose at trial. Yes. And then it has to somehow be overturned later for you to qualify to get that three hundred sixty five thousand dollars a year.
1: Yes. That is correct.
0: Damn. What about Florida? Florida, crazy state.
1: Florida, old bitches. Ah, Florida. $50,000 annually with a maximum of $2 million. The wrongfully convicted person cannot be compensated for years served on another prior felony conviction. Which makes sense. They also give 120 hours of tuition at a career center, community college, or state university, and college, or a state university and college why does it say that multiple times? Uh, and they get reimbursement for any fines or costs imposed at the time of they sentence. So they'll help them get an education. Um, now, the caveat for them, the wrongfully convicted person must not have any prior felony convictions. Which, again, what the fuck difference do it make? If I already have felonies on the book, I ain't do this one. So if I already have felonies, even though I got convicted of this one and hadn't done it, they won't pay you. And then it's a max of two million, regardless of the time served. So, like, what is fifty thousand? No, what is two million divided by fifty thousand? Five hundred thousand? No, fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. So two million divided by fifty thousand dollars.
0: Let's do math. Two million divided by fifty thousand. And if y'all are math gurus and you hearing us have to calculate these evenly rounded numbers, screaming
1: it is this. Then you
0: know what we are fucking counselors we have a minimal math curriculum <laughs> 40.
1: so you any more than 40 years and you fuck like if you serve more than 40 years you're only gonna get paid for 40 years worth because it's 50,000 a year up to 2 million so if you're so since, you're just gonna get 2 million yeah if you if you serve 50 years before they found out you didn't do it you're still just getting flat 10, 2 million Hell no. Because they won't. Um, so, I don't, don't want to know about. What,
0: what we're saying is that this is basically subjective based on the states. And you have to have been an all around encompassing good person, mm-hmm. you know, by the legal standards in order to qualify for this shit in most states. Yep. You know what? This is going to take me into something that I did not plan on talking about today. But I want to talk about DACA oh,
1: real Jesus. quick and the
0: Dreamers. I am just really, really tired of hearing this tired-ass rhetoric about letting people in based on merit. You know what merit means? Merit is a fucking general generalized-ass umbrella term for we gonna pick and choose who we want the fuck to be in here. Yep. You know, it's not a an objective measure of what it is. They can look at you and say, oh, you stole something when you was 14. You can't come in.
1: Oh, I found Texas and it's it's impressive.
0: Okay, what Texas got?
1: 80000 per year of imprisonment. 25000 per year for any year spent on parole or as a registered sex offender. So you get extra money if they falsely made you register as a sex offender. Mm. Also tuition for up to 120 credit hours. Now, the only... Um, their only restriction is that you must file the claim within three years after the pardon or habeas relief. That's like eight years in college. Mm-hmm. You can fucking go be a doctor mm-hmm. on the state. Mm-hmm. Texas has had the most impressive one. $80,000 per year is and there's not like a max. They don't have like oh wait, yes they do. I oh, up to 15 years. So that's not a lot but well, the reason i
0: bring up daca is because and the dreamers and this, this shit they trying to do now is because this same subjective ass system that has been used to pick and choose who the fuck they want to allocate crime to and how based on qualifiers such as race wealth um faith all of these shits that they use to determine whether you you innocent or guilty like why do they get to use that same subjective system when it comes to, you know, immigrants in America who are actually contributing? You know what I'm saying? Like that whole group of people, you don't qualify for it if you have a felony or a crime. You don't qualify for that shit. You are no longer a dreamer if you have committed a crime. That status is gone from you. The only people that are dreamers are motherfuckers who have been here since they were kids who are fucking in college, making a life of themselves. You know, so, the reason that I'm sympathetic on that system is because it's the same kind of system. It's the same kind of fucking litmus test that white America has been able to choose for all the brown people in America, and now they're trying to put that shit on paper for people who were unfairly brought over here and raised here, and this is the only place they know. Like, that, that shit's starting to get to me because the Republicans are trying to make it seem like they doing... The Democrats a favor by saying we'll make some DACA legislation, but we gotta have the wall. They all keep saying that the Dreamers are just as important to them, and they need a, d- a fix for the Dreamers. But what if there's no wall that come along with it?
1: They they're the willing dreamer? to
0: de- they're willing to deport them. Yeah, that's not real. That's not real valuing uh, of of that change. Then they're, they're not really interested in trying to change that shit. Oh. And it's really just, I'm just, you know, I never been into politics the way that I'm in the politics now. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I give a fuck about one side or the other, <laughs> but it's because it's because the shit, a lot of the shit don't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, a part of me say to the Democrats, Man, fuck that, get that motherfucker the fucking wall and deal with these problems. But a part of me know that Republicans will also continue to use that kind of leverage moving forward mm-hmm. if that shit works. You know, so the Democrats being held hostage. You know what I'm saying? On one side, you know, on the other side, I do understand the Republican side of, you know, we need to make sure that this shit ain't going on again in 20 years. You know what I'm saying? But a fucking wall is a goddamn six-year-old version of fixing
1: shit. (laughs) Well, our president is six, Yeah, it's a
0: fucking wall. It's a fucking wall. Ain't no wall that exists can't be destroyed with the right fucking tools. Like, they all childish to me like all of them politicians are childish mm-hmm. if i don't get what i want you can't get what you want yes we're gonna shut down the whole government that's why that's the, like the motherfucker that them. take their goddamn ball home after they because they got mad after the game after they, after they yeah. lost give me my ball take my <laughs> ball home like bitch, why y'all why you acting so childish <laughs> you know anyway i had to bring it up but let me go to my next story which is erica badu yeah uh. Erika Badu made some comparisons to Hitler because she said that she finds the good in everybody. You know, and, and Hitler had some art shit going on and so, you know, she was talking about, you know, his art because he had some good shit in him. And she got a major backlash for yes. speaking positively about yes.
1: Hitler. Yes, she did. I am not the most optimistic person in the world so i guess you have to take this with a grain of salt but this whole like everybody has some good in them i mean i guess but if your bad is bad enough where like millions of people fucking die behind your shit like oh don't give a fuck about your paintings like who the fuck cares like that ain't his legacy his legacy is not these fuck ass paintings that nobody even really thought ever thinks about it's all of the genocide that he committed like girl no Mm -mm. let me just give y'all a bit of advice if you are ever trying to make a point about something don't use hitler don't use hitler to it's because his legacy is so fucking tarnished by the genocide they nobody gonna get past that that's nobody's gonna nobody's gonna be able to see your point of view so we had this that the same sentiment i
0: shared about dr Nassar or a former Dr. Nassar currently finna get fucked in the ass in prison with a colostomy bag because he can't control his ass, <laughs> Nassar. Him, uh, about when you do a certain level of cancer, bullshit, cancer. fuck yeah. you. I don't really give a fuck yeah. about you. Yeah. You know, now. Does it matter? Now let's... Paintings? Girl. Let's... So I want to create a more objective, <laughs> objective measure of what might be looked at as positive. So <laughs> let's say it wasn't painting because art is subjective you know what i'm saying don't use hitler hold no. on hold on hold on, hold on. ain't nothing you gonna Let's say. say hitler had a three pointer that was wet i mean straight butter in the net every single time it's a fact doesn't matter hold on hold on you see that ball leaving from hitler's hands and that bitch is dropping you can tell Now, I'm trying to use an objective measure. It's a fact that his three-pointer was wet. Can we not mention facts
1: that are positive? No. Like anything that paints that person in a positive light that's dead? Yes, it is. When the thing that they did that's bad is killing millions of people behind some racist shit. It it um it cancels it out. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter what it is. There's nothing good that he did that is gonna be able to compensate for the bodies that he has on him. Okay. Hilla got bodies. Tons of bodies. No nothing that he did whatever his legacy is the genocide that him and all his little cronies created that's his legacy and to try to 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 talk about anything else make people feel like you trying to detract from that horrible legacy that he has hitler's not a good example erica don't use hitler if you can make that point using anybody why the fuck use hitler because you thought because what he did was so bad that this would be a good example that people would be like well yeah he did he did kill all those people but paintings no 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 erica no that was a whole. again my advice would be don't ever use hitler for an example unless you're using it as an example or the bullshit he did now, but let like- me add <laughs> let me add some shit, okay um let me add some shit to that list okay
0: oh the things that not to you yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't don't wear a swastika Nope. Now I know there's a difference. I know the swastika is in one direction. It's another one in another direction.
1: I don't know the difference. That goes back to fucking offset and his use of queer. <laughs> it listen. When something is so synonymous with one thing, you can't use it with something else. Yes, the swastika has a different meaning, but most people, first of all, most people don't even know that it has another meaning. The swastika is a swastika. Is well, a swastika. I'm not even talking
0: about the opposite meaning. I mean, there is one that's flipped the opposite direction
1: mm-hmm. that actually is something from another culture. I know, but I'm saying even when you swap it around, when when people see that, they still just that's what see I'm saying. Swastika. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't yeah. know the. I
0: don't know the fucking difference. You know what I'm saying? If you got two. Z looking shits <laughs> crossing each other. I'm going to assume that that's just horrible design yep. and it's meant to be a swastika. Yep. Okay. I don't care if it's not supposed to be one. I don't care if you lean the ends a little bit in to make it seem like. So don't do that. Okay. Cause I'm going to look um, at different.
1: Cross if you different.
0: If you're raising your hand, you need to point one finger up <laughs> or I- you need to have a fucking Black Panther fist up there. <laughs> because if you got a whole fucking hand out, that's bad i don't give a fuck what you trying to do i don't give a fuck if it's a joke i guess if you're a nazi go ahead and do it because you're
1: gonna do it whether you give a fuck if i, do, I care about it or not no if you're a nazi it makes sense yeah, but don't a- don't do it and you ain't a nazi and then get mad when people be like with your nazi ass i ain't a Nazi. Knowledge- no don't do that then yeah, don't have <laughs> your slap hand up straight up in the air because that's
0: bad okay yeah number two don't cut the edges off of your mustache and let that shit be straight down the middle, up under your nose. Don't do that, okay? I don't give a fuck what kind of new hipster style's coming out. That shit just never gonna be cool. We're talking about how you can't take the negative parts of a person and put that shit on yourself or in yourself and act like that shit can change that. Like, if I see a mustache like that, I'm gonna assume your ass is following Richard Spencer. I'm gonna assume your ass was in Charlottesville with a fucking uh, tiki target torch. tiki torch <laughs> with some khakis on talking about sort? you know blood and fucking what is it blood and ah oh, damn blood it blood and is soil blood and soil i think blood and soil like i'm going to assume that's <laughs> you number two y'all motherfuckers is playing a real close with these hipster hairstyles with hitler shit going on oh, yeah. okay
1: if you got that shit laid over now black the people suit. you safe yeah, we on. We it, really, at the most, you gonna look like the dude from Five Heartbeats, like J- jadana jadana look like that red from Five heartbeat When we do the swoop, it just look like <laughs> like some Five Heartbeat type shit. But we also black, we, so we yeah. were targeted
0: by Hitler. So yep. even if a black person did that shit, we wouldn't look at him and say, "Hey, it look like a Hitler hairstyle." Nope. It just still wouldn't. Nope. You know, a lot of them hairstyles though is teetering on the line. It's on the line. You know, and so under the umbrella of what we saying, red. We also have to have a problem with something that we love. Which is? Which is the character from Rick and Morty, Abra Dolph Linkler.
1: Oh, I wasn't really a fan of that character.
0: But, you know, we laughed at that episode. I did laugh at the episode. But, is that okay? Is it okay to use that character for cheap laughs? Even though they made him save the day at the fucking end. (laughs) Okay, in Rick and Morty, there's an episode in which Rick, the super genius, tried to splice the DNA of Abraham Lincoln and Adolf Hitler and he created some weird-ass, awkward (laughs) motherfucker named Adolf Linkler. (laughs) And at the end of the episode, he saved the day. But is that okay? Is it okay for creatives to use it in that way? I don't think it really painted Hitler in a positive light more so than just made him a weird-ass character. It might even brought Abraham Lincoln down more than anything else. Yeah, I think
1: it brought linking down more than anything i think the problem i don't okay so it's not that you can't talk about hitlers or, or the nazis or, i think the problem with what erica did is that she tried to make this a moment of well he you know yeah he did this thing but like everybody has good like the paintings like no there is a level of fuck shit that you can do that you cannot come back from and so therefore no matter what else good that you do it doesn't matter hitler's legacy is is genocide that is his legacy. the nazis all of the murdering of those people for no fucking reason starving folks burning babies like that's his legacy so for you to come out and try to make it's not we don't care nothing about nothing good he did because the bad outweighs the good so horrifically so it's not you can't talk about the nazis or hitler because it's a lot i mean family got most of these uh Adult cartoon shows, with the exception of like Boondocks, has made fun of Hitler in some kind of way. Probably Simpsons is what. Well. well, maybe not the Simpsons. I think they started getting a little bit more risque, like towards you know here recently because the other shows were. But in the beginning, they weren't doing shit like that. So, I mean, I don't think that you can't address it at all. But like to try to say, well, you know, he was bad, but no, the butt is the problem. Don't do the butt. The butt, no. <laughs> uh. Uh-uh. Uh. It's nothing. He he is not Hitler can't come back from that. That's it. Okay, well.
0: The Simpsons did the have it. The Simpsons a Hitler.
1: did do it. So most of these cartoon shows have addressed had Hitler on their show at some point, but it's never like he's this positive not, like try, it, <laughs> it hasn't
0: been to try to normalize him. Exactly. in the context of what he was is
1: Again, Erica could have picked anybody to say they have good qualities about them. But again, it's certain people that It you it don't matter what they do It just ain't gonna outweigh it like, And you know, that you can use that You can use that to try
0: to normalize and rationalize Anybody's behavior yeah. You can say Harvey Weinstein had a successful movie business You know what I'm saying? A lot of the
1: movies you like came you know, from the Weinstein You can Weinstein say Dr. Company. Na- Dr. Nassar
0: Former Dr. Nassar, current doctor Finna get his ass, you know, <laughs> pounded in the jail system Nassar, that's what he finna be Um Helped he fucking healed it. He helped it with their back problems and shit. Yeah. Just came at the cost of fondling. You know what I mean? You can use that shit to normalize a lot of people behavior with bullshit. It probably mm-hmm. except the Wendy's pedophile. He he ain't got no redeeming qualities. Subway.
1: Oh, no. Okay. You talking about the, the Wendy's level. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about the Wendy's level I was pedophile. Like, no, was talking about Jared earlier. was
0: horrible. Jared. <laughs> yeah, like he was a Wendy's level. He just I mean,
1: he just got a, a sandwich deal. He was terrible. Yeah, he was bad. But but yeah, didn't. Erica just don't use Hitler for examples when, especially when you're trying to like say good shit. Uh, okay, so there is this letter to, or no, it's a journal entry that's going around, and some people say that it's not real, re, that the kid didn't write it. <laughs> All I know is. It made me laugh, and I just wanted to share it because I thought it was fucking hilarious. And I feel like this is some shit that a kid with my DNA went do. Oh lord! And I would have to go to the school and be like, "Look, you know, uh, we teach him to be <laughs> to to speak his mind." So apparently, um, they have to keep like a journal, and we—I had to do this when I was in history. We had to keep a journal where you write about like the lesson of the day right so this was around martin luther king jr day this okay. is january the 27th, 22nd uh, he said today was not a good learning day blah 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 i only wanted to hear you not talking you said something wrong and i can't listen when i hear lies my mom said that the only christopher we acknowledge is wallace Because Columbus didn't find our country, the Indians did. I like to have Columbus Day off, but I want you to not teach us lies. That is all. Uh, My question for the day is, how can white people teach black history? (laughs) So his name is King. And I have a friend that named his kid King. So that's for me, is believable. I, I was against it. He did it anyway, but whatever. So the teacher responded in red ink and said, King, I am very disappointed in your journal today. <laughs> he just wrote, okay. <laughs> See, this is clearly a
0: tip mama. <laughs> that probably got a daughter named Queen or Princess. Yes. My sister named Princess.
1: I had a client named Queen.
0: But that- my dad ain't hotel. He is a Muslim.
1: I mean princess is like a it's a lot of non-hotel people that name they that ain't princess. her name it's just a nickname oh no there are people named princess but it ain't because their parents is the hotel they just hood <laughs> so i got thoughts about this okay i figured you
0: would <laughs> you know if you're going to teach those messages to your kids right mm-hmm you have to help them understand that there is a line in the very middle (laughs) by which the shit that we know as a community and as a family, you've got to really maneuver very particularly how it infiltrates this other system. You know what I'm saying? Like if your child spend a whole, listen, all we learn about in school is white fucking history.
1: Yes. Okay suffer in february
0: and we get little
1: snippets i mean
0: even when you go back to our english oh yeah a lot of the reasons that we got these different intermingles of latin and greek is because of fucking slavery and all kinds of other bullshit that the europeans went and colonized every fucking where that's why you know so you can go look back at every white person in history and if you want to believe that all of these are lies and you want to put all D's on your fucking test because A, B, and C is the white answer, <laughs> then your fucking kid's gonna fail everything. Your That'll fucking leak. kid is gonna get F's all day long. Now, if you them gather some kind of inheritance that makes your ass wealthy beyond means and your kid don't need school, homeschool his ass and yep. modify his history shit to be black. Do that. But don't send your kid to school. With the idea that they supposed to challenge everything that white America has put us down for, because he won't be able to have shit. Yeah. At a certain point, you gotta play the fucking game. (laughs) I mean, goddamn, everybody won't acknowledge Biggie. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn. But if you put shit like that in your journal entry, yeah, your black ass will not get the fucking piece of p- now whether you agree with that system whether you agree with the fact that we got to do the bullshit that they tell us to do and adhere to the lies and manipulated story that they want us to adhere to whether you believe that shit or not is the only way you're going to get that fucking piece of paper at the end of the day it
1: is and i mean i my plan has always been to, to supplement my kids education with 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 the truth, because let me tell you, when I was in kindergarten, like elementary, I remember learning about Christopher Columbus, and they made it seem like he was just this really great person that like came over here and found America, and like we would color the turkeys and shit. And then when I got older and learned that this motherfucker (laughs) came over here stealing shit and massacring people, I was like, well, goddamn, this—they just lied. They like blatantly fucking lied. That (laughs) moment when you find out the Mayflower was really the murder flower. (laughs) you know what i'm saying like, like that fucked fuck? yeah it is like because i mean the way that it was and i don't know what they do now as far as like thanksgiving is concerned but when i was in school like they made Columbus like he was some type of fucking hero yo like and when i got older and learned the truth i was like that is some fucking bullshit so i plan to supplement my kids so that they know but yeah like you said I, you this is what they teaching you you need to get this this uh diploma, so we gonna do this, but just know <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Just Me, know same Co- here. Columbus like, was a, a asshole. If you're leaving <laughs> a this, if you're a black
0: if you're a brown family and you're allowing the American system to exclusively educate your kids and you ain't <sighs> adding shit to that, you ain't doing your kids any no. justice.
1: You know, I mean,
0: and, and I think your kids need to be age appropriate, but I think there needs to be a line from uh, of understanding of, hey, this this dialogue we have in this house, you know, because the world is cold out there yep. and it's full of white people and white people are going to be rearing, reeling you in uh, to make sure that you answering the questions the way they want, they, they want you to. Answer the questions the way they want you to, but know the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, and know your truth. Don't let the truth that I'm telling you Fuck your life up on this end, <laughs> because if you come here with all else, I'm going to stop telling you shit.
1: What am I playing? Well,
0: it, it, I can't stop telling the shit. No. They just go to YouTube and they just uh, learn the shit they So I'm at some s- point, you got to monitor and measure that shit for yourself as a parent.
1: I'm excited that we had African-American History Museum now. My, I will definitely at some point take my kids. It, I heard it's so big you can't really do it all in a day. We definitely will be going um i will be taking them by the time i have a kid that's old enough to fucking go to hype around it'll die down and it won't be so hard to fucking get well, in the now. african-american museum is also
0: a, a good place to take your kids opposed to a civil rights museum yeah because a civil rights museum you leave out that bitch man yeah <laughs> <You leave out laughs>
1: that's why i didn't say them. that let me that see way. a
0: motherfucking white person using a water fountain <laughs> Goddamn, this shit ain't gonna go well for them i promise you
1: yeah. let a motherfucking white
0: person be wearing all white i don't give a fuck if they ain't got no hood on if they got on all white they get some motherfucking red on their yeah. clothes
1: today. That's why I said African American History Museum. <laughs> but I had a coworker who got a daughter that like her daughter like holds up all on her own. It's so funny. She like she's twelve, eleven or twelve and you know they supplement her education, especially because she was going to like a private school, so she was there with a bunch of white kids, and so they wanted to make sure she understood that you going to school with them, but you not them. <laughs> like let me just make sure you understand. So she knows a lot about about our history and and things, and she's just the most little pro black girl, and and it's so funny and she is so excited about Black Panther. This little girl is so, and so because I'm a kid at heart, you know, sometimes they come up to the office and I'm always like, yo, it's coming. <laughs> black Panther is coming. She's just so excited to have a movie where, and she's a dark skinned little black girl where she is going to feel like she's being represented on the screen. And she's so excited but she's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Like, she still go to school to make her grades, but in the back of her mind, like her white friends will be saying some shit sometimes, and she'll just be like, "These motherfucker. Well, that's why that's why
0: I like bringing out the
1: distinguishers. Yeah, it's a difference between
0: pro black because I love pro black. Mm-hmm. I love, I love. I'm I'm pro black, but not pro black as somebody who put their black Panther fist up all the time. I mean, you know i gonna I'm do saying? it in the theater. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm. I just was not habituated in my upbringing to look down upon anybody. So, I can't be... I can be pro-black in my way. You can be pro-black in your way. And I don't even give a fuck if you don't look at me as pro-black because of that. But, there's a difference between pro-black and anti-fucking-white. Oh, yeah. You know? That kid seems that he has parents and that he borders on anti-white. You know, rather than pro-black. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, taking away from another culture does not do anything to enhance your cultural experience. You can... I mean, it's unfortunate that we have to participate in this white delusion. (laughs) It's unfortunate. (laughs) It is. It's unfortunate that we have to read the books that were written by the winners that didn't give the perspective and the vantage point from the people who lost, which were Native Americans, Mm -hmm. which were black people, which were all these other people. And you know what? Shit. All this shit just keep popping up. Because it's connected to me. Amara La Negra Mm -hmm. is getting all this fucking press. And dominicans and cubans who regard themselves as afro latino, latino. Mm-hmm. amara La negra was in a breakfast club interview with charlamagne and dj envy and fucking charlamagne was like what are you you know like culturally what are you and they were just so fucking ignorant and she handled that interview with such poise mm-hmm. and 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 delicacy
1: i know you don't watch love and hip-hop <laughs> that's where she's from Is my i know where she from i mean because all of this shit came from that young Hollywood motherfucker. That's, That's what how all that shit say. started. Because he was like so because you got an afro you Afro. like he was rude as fuck. I actually watched the episode uh, where she had her run in with him and where he was like basically telling her she needed to change the way she looked. She needed to straighten her hair not not do the whole pro And I mean he was making a mockery of it. Like um, he was an asshole. But uh Laz Alonzo on uh, on some show. He's um, been on multiple shows. Y'all did y'all if you see Laz Alonso, you'll recognize him from something. He one of them black folks that like play in these little little small roles in like a lot of movies. So when you see him, you're like, I know him, but Well, Melissa Ford, he said we. He kept saying we
0: in terms of talking about a a, a, a cultural struggle. Mm-hmm. He's uh Cuban. Mm-hmm. And Melissa Ford was like you know you keep saying we like you know we got the same type of struggle and he said don't get it twisted like we start getting into this argument about who you, who is who because we not recognizing where the slave ship stopped at before it ended up in america he said when they picked up slaves from africa they went to the caribbean and dropped some of the slaves off in the fucking caribbean and then they came to america and dropped the rest of the fucking slaves off mm-hmm. so the same shit that happened in america to, to the br- black people, that came, the Africans that came from there, the same shit happened over in the Caribbeans. Mm-hmm. White European motherfuckers colonialized them areas just like they colonialized here. So it's a whole bunch of black people over there africans over there that was mixed in with white masters over there just like it was over here the difference is they grew up in an environment that spoke fucking spanish caribbean dominican cuban puerto rican and mixed with all these different cultures and we only got the white part mm-hmm. so when the africans that got dropped off in dominic in the dominican republic and cuba come to america we act like there's some kind of different struggle mm-hmm. you know the biggest difference for them is going to be the fucking cultural difference. Because their culture is different than American culture. But they brown as fuck. Ain't no white motherfucker in America going to look at them any differently and say, oh, he speaks Spanish. He's more exotic. Let's not beat his ass. Yeah. Let's not arrest him at a higher rate than uh, white people. Let's not pull him over at a higher rate than white people. Like White people get the cream of the crop of treatment in America. If you're a brown person, you get shit. So we need to stop with that shit. We need to stop with that separation of bullshit between our cultures. We need to figure out how to fuck if all brown skin came together, we could fuck
1: fuck the world up. Yeah. Well and with Amara Negra like her she even has a separate like she's she's Latina, but she's a dark skinned Latina. Uh which, you know, when when we think about Latinas, we think of Jennifer Lopez and Penelope Cruz and these really lighter skinned latinas and she is like my complexion a darker and you know so she has her whole a a completely different outlook on growing up where she grew up or where her mom because she's she's like first generation Mm -hmm. is she uh where her mom is from because because of her dark skin like she's darker than what you would expect or what people's conception of latinas are
0: like if she went back home to visit her family Mm-hmm. her mama family she probably got a lot of shit for yeah. that yep. not only that but not, on, not only going back there but here Yeah, you know dark skin girls get a lot of shit here they do. dark skin women get a lot of shit here yep. you know because light skin has been conditioned to us to be positive mm-hmm. to be better and that's that's how that shit end up shaking like that but anyway whose story is it yours or mine That was mine with the story.
1: You jumped in there with a (laughs) marlin. That's what I do, but that
0: that wasn't my story, so let me go to my next story. Uh, A teacher here in the fucking city I live in. Y'all probably heard about this shit, and I got kids that go to this school that I go visit for counseling. Kids in the school playing some rap, black kids, and she asked them to turn off the nigga tunes. (laughs) She said turn off the nigga tunes. Now, now, When you go into the comment section of the whole thing, you got a lot of white people saying, you know, they use the word nigga. So why can't, you know, anybody should be able to... Now, the song that was playing was Tupac, Dear Mama. (laughs) This song does not have any profanity in it. This song does not use nigga at all in the song. So the fact that she used nigga tunes exclusively of hearing the word nigga means that her prejudices is what made her make that comment.
1: Yeah you know what I'm black, saying not 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 the use of it in the form that we use it well here's, here's what makes me so upset about white people and like rap me hip-hop you do know that a lot of y'all kids are running around listening to this shit like I pull up in the parking lot and hear a, a, a car beating I don't know if it's a black or a white kid these days you don't know like those are not nigga tunes that it's not just black folks listening to this music Your nephew, your grandson, your son are out here listening to Tupac and Biggie, ma'am. The fuck out of here. Maybe she don't mean that
0: by who listens to it. Maybe she meant it by who says it, who delivers it.
1: No, I think she means by who listens to it. I don't know. Because it could have been motherfucking G E Z. G-Eazy. It could have been motherfucking, what's his name? Post Malone. Post Malone. Logic, it could have been Eminem. So, and she would have heard that, but and she still would have said it. Well, I would say it. they
0: don't use the N-word. Chet Hayes, say nigga.
1: Who the fuck is Chet
0: Hayes? Tom Hanks. I mean, Hanks. Chet Hanks. Tom Hanks, son. Oh, yeah. He yeah. uses that. So, I mean, you can't even really say white people. White rappers don't use that. but No. I, I mean, think white that, SoundCloud rappers definitely use it. I white mainstream meant, rappers use it little.
1: That is music Tonight. that niggas listen to. It's niggas? I don't tunes. think so. I, I think do. it's who it comes from because it don't just come from a dumb, especially not now. Like I said, well, that's the rationale. You saying black that black people don't just listen to it? I'm sure white kids. No, no genuine, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like I, but I don't know if she knows that other white kids or other white people make. The I don't music. know if she knows a person who would say that that other white rappers exist. Maybe, true. But
0: let's get into the meat of this situation. The real fuckery. Because the principal at the high school, once this was reported, made all of the kids delete the videos that they had of the incident. Kiss my ass. Kids, Just... they were recordings of it. How he you gonna
1: make me delete some shit off my phone? All the kids delete it. I ain't deleting shit. And she was put Call on paid leave. Call my mama. I ain't deleting shit. Call my mama and have her come delete it. I'm serious. I want to delete it. A goddamn thing. No, not deleting. You call ahead and call Peggy. Your
0: black ass at a Hoover High School would call have got Peggy. fucked up in the game.
1: Call my mama.
0: We just call had my a, mama. we just had a conversation about uh, participating in white people delusions.
1: I wouldn't have participated in that particular delusion you're because this is evidence of, that the shit happened. You're getting
0: kicked out of the school. Okay,
1: well, we gonna sue because you don't have a grounds to kick me out because I wouldn't delete evidence of your teacher's miss fucking You conduct. mean you're going to
0: sue in this system created by the white man's delusion? Yes. All right. Good luck with your black ass. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I would have deleted it, and I and my mama would have came up and she wouldn't have made me delete it. I feel like that would have uh, you. It's harder to sweep it under the rug. I would have kept my shit. I ain't deleting shit.
0: I mean, I would have kept mine too. Like I, I would have acted like I wasn't recording. Man. Like I don't know. I mean, did they go into everybody's Snapchat, Instagram, and? Uh, video messages to make sure that they would delete it like I I don't know but I don't think it's a situation where they knew that teacher was gonna do that so it wouldn't have been that many people recording they probably just Mm -hmm. asked the students which one was recording and I feel like that's a situation where white people would have been against black people because I mean I really don't I really don't give a fuck how old you are as a white person, you got a fucking racist person in your family, man. It can't be, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but if you're an American white person, I feel like you you got to have some racist people in your family. Now, if you're young, maybe not, you know, maybe you haven't, but I think, man, I think white people use nigga a lot, Mm -hmm. a lot. And they act like they don't, and they act like it's not an issue. Not all white people now, But like that girl who did that Alabama video, I just feel like she was bold enough to do that. The same reason America is bold enough to be racist, because she went into an environment that was bold enough to say that shit enough for her to use that language and feel like she could use that language in the way that she did. So I just really think that shit's going on. But white America is constantly trying to tell us that racism don't exist. But they got uncles and cousins and folks out here constantly saying nigga, nigga, nigga this. And uh, contrary to popular belief, saying, to, anybody saying the word is bad, no, because when black people say that shit, if a black person calls another black person a nigga, it cannot mean that you are less than me because of this. Yeah. Because you're the same fucking color. It can't mean that you're less than me. Nope. We're the same. If a white person said to a black person, it can mean that you're less than me because you're saying this.
1: Because that was the original intent.
0: <laughs> that was the original intent like. and a black person can't use that word to the black person and it have the same weight. It can make a white person uncomfortable to hear a black person saying it because they know how their ancestors used it. But that it can't mean the same shit from a black person to a black person. So even in the worst case scenario of it being used from a black person against a black person, it's being used incorrectly. Because if a black person calling another black person that thinking that they speaking down on them, that's their delusion now. You know what I'm saying? So as to where black people talk about using that word as a form of camaraderie, I feel like the word has been somewhat reappropriated to mean what we need it to mean for ourselves instead of allowing it to continue to be this fucking noose that hang around our neck and tie us up every time we fucking hear it. Mm -hmm. It's been something that we have taken control of and have been able to use it in a different context. That might mean something that is not, Supplemented by fucking death, or being drugged behind a truck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when white people use it, that's why we hear it differently. We hear it differently when you say it. Yep. You you can't. It, it can mean too much bullshit. Even if you're a white person that says it and means to say it in a positive way it can potentially mean too much bullshit if you say it in a positive way your daddy ain't gonna say it in a positive way your granddaddy definitely fucking ain't gonna say it in a positive way Mm -mm. and your great-granddaddy said it before he killed some goddamn body and got away with it so you just got to understand that there's generational ties to that shit that makes it hard for us to experience that shit the way we need to you know and i just i'm just not happy i mean it don't don't surprise me that you know that white delusion that we are expected to be a part of has a system in which they will allow a teacher to be on leave without pay and for her to have to resign leave without pay or leave with with, pay. with pay I meant. and then for her to resign which resigning if y'all didn't know the political nature of these words and terms resigning for a police officer or Or a uh, somebody in a legal position or a teacher means that they can go get a job in another little smaller area where they just don't do this shit or they just work exclusively with white people. You know, but resigning just means they gave you an opportunity to leave yourself so that you're not barred from that system. Because if you get released, there's no justification. If you get fired, there's no justification for another system to hire you. Mm -hmm. If you resign, then you can get hired somewhere else. That's what happens to most police officers when they resign. Teachers, when they resign, or people who do fucked up shit, when they are given an opportunity to resign, they're going to just go get a job some fucking where else. So, it's not surprising, it's just disappointing
1: that we live in this America. Uh So, Jay-Z was on Van Jones' show. Let me just say that Van Jones is such a nice looking man. He Van wanted... Jones, man, he...
0: Oh. I used to like Van Jones, like, so... I used to like van jones he used to be my number one but he declined in the rankings because he's trying to be so objectively in the middle of democrat Mm -hmm. and republican that he's had to give trump some props that i wasn't necessarily happy that he gave him the props but it was basically the context of what he was using to do that Mm -hmm. um but I, i like van jones i like him a lot but that took him down as far as like commentators go bakari sellers He ain't said shit that I have a problem with at this point. Uh, If you watch CNN, you might know these dudes. But, you know, it's convenient when black issues pop up. The black commentators always there.
1: (laughs) Well, so, and you know, Jay-Z don't do a lot of interviews. Him and Beyonce, they don't do interviews for real. Um, But he was on Van Jones' show. Uh, I did not watch the entire thing. I've seen, like, portions from it. Um, I will say that... Say what you want about Jay-Z. I think he's a pretty well-spoken person. He's able to get his point across. But he, you know, he's good with words, so that that makes sense. But you know, they talked about him and, and Beyoncé's relationship. They talked about Blue Ivy. Um, have you seen the video for Family Feud? No. And in fa- the video, music video for Family Feud, he made it to where it's like Blue Ivy grows up to lead like this group of women that are controlling the world basically that control like the, the country and they are the the decision makers and so she's sitting in a room full of black women and why would he use his daughter for that
0: what do you mean why would he use his daughter for such a vast representation of what she could become she was in a room with a bunch of other women of color
1: it wasn't just her No, mm-hmm. what I'm
0: saying like you said she grew up to lead
1: yeah, this she, group yes I don't know, I just I,
0: I wouldn't create such a strong visualization of what you would hope for your daughter to become because when she get old enough to see that video, where is her life at, at that point? And is she expected to go down that path? Or what if she ain't interested in that shit? Like I don't well,
1: that you don't. let me let me say this.
0: <laughs> this I mean this gets into my personal shit. But my name, I'm a junior. I got my daddy's same name. And I'm not gonna name my kids after me, you know? Um, because I feel like it's one of two things. If you're, if the person with the same name as you is a great person, then I feel like you might have a psychological need to feel those footsteps for that person. If that person ain't shit or has done some things in your life that they don't agree with, that name is a reminder that that person may not be there for you the way you want them to be, or may not have done some things you need them to do. And and it's something that puts you in the middle ground of being critical either way about yourself yeah so i i kind of that to me that that looks like anything that a parent would guide a child down a path it might not be the path that they want to take and i know it's just a video but
1: and she was not it was a grown version of her so she wasn't actually doing it and she the child of jay-z and beyonce she already i mean regardless of this music video everybody gonna be looking at what she does and what she becomes based on who her parents but either way
0: it could have been the same message could have been delivered without it being his daughter,
1: without it being Blue the name Ivy. of the song is "Family Feud"
0: about his family.
1: Okay, what's the rest of? The, I had heard
0: the song. What's the rest okay. of this shit about? I need context.
1: <laughs> you need to listen to the "Family Feud." I'm like, <laughs> nobody wins when the family feuds. It's about that's why it, it wouldn't have made sense for it to be somebody. It could have been Actually. any family. It's about his family specifically. You need to listen. To the song. I'm just I'm, okay. I need to listen to the song. Yes, <laughs> but anyhow. So he talked about that. Uh, ben Joe's, of course, because he is a political commentator, I also got into politics and asked um, Jay Z about racism and about like uh, what was the the co the the team owner that was caught saying that bullshit to his girlfriend? They took his team from him. Uh,
0: what, the, what was his name? Clippers coach. I
1: Don't remember his name. So he 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 was.
0: Or Clippers owner.
1: He was talking about that and how. Uh, removing his team he didn't feel like removing his team is right because he he equated it to having a garbage can that that has all these bugs and like instead of taking the trash out you just spray the garbage can and you just keep spraying the garbage can until eventually you you haven't fixed the problem what you've done is created a super bug that's able to survive the spray that you've been using you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so for him he was saying that um when when you punish one racist like a racist comes out does this you take the team all it does is push all the other ones back into the closet it doesn't it doesn't solve the problem it doesn't stop them from doing it they're just gonna be a lot more careful because of this situation happening anyway they talked a lot about politics and stuff and Ben jones asked him about trump and he talked about the in, uh, unemployment rate among black people apparently is high. There is some debate about whether it's high because of anything Trump has done or if it was already on the way. You mean low? Unemploy- yeah, low. Why the unemployment rate is lower with black folks if it was anything Trump did or if it, there's some debate about the origins of that and who caught, who created it and, and whether or not it was Trump. But he asked Jay-Z if he felt like that, Um, I guess made Trump a little bit more like palatable and Jay-Z was like, no, you can't pay me money and and still treat me bad and that'd be okay. Like you need to treat people like human beings. So like, even if that is the case, it's still a problem with how he talked to people and they talked about his uh, comment about the shithole countries. It's just a very interesting um, interview with Jay-Z. Uh, Van Jones was very obviously like, fangirling Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it was a pretty cool interview Um, I enjoy listening to to Jay Z talk I think that he's a good example of what you can become regardless of where you come this is why I get mad at like offsetting him because it's like (sighs) there are ways to turn this shit into some shit that that's gonna set you up for the rest of your life and and for your your people that come after you jay-z found a way to do that um part of rock nation i learned through this interview he is a um sports agent so he he has rep like um some of these athletes represented through rock nation not for music but on the sports side of things so he's like he got his hand in a bunch of different stuff like that's how you you make your money make more money for you even after you not Jay-Z gonna always be Jay-Z but yeah, like Jay-Z
0: money came for his first two albums it did While wow, he would probably still selling dope you know what I'm saying like at this point yeah clear is you know it's real easy to that is a universal truth mm-hmm. right what you said that all of that is universal truth you can mm-hmm. make your money make more money yes you know but to to uh a uh, chief keef <laughs> making my money make more money mean going and buying an eight ball with my first album money you know God. what i'm saying like but, saying-
1: but it's still it's still <laughs> falling the category of making your money make more money no <laughs> because then you're gonna be meek meals, <laughs> or you're gonna be motherfucking kodak black
0: and well i'm just saying <laughs> when you're when you're a nearly a billionaire if he ain't there yet Yes, him. you can definitely make your money make more money by yeah. having an agency. But when you got a hundred thousand dollar signing bonus, it's not many ways that a Chief Keefe or whoever in that world well, is going to make their money make more money. Or that. call that black, go he make their money, make more money. He
1: didn't do that overnight. Jay-Z, how long has that Jay Z's career has spanned it? Years. Well, like, let's, he has done
0: that overnight. Let's
1: go ahead and acknowledge
0: that the Chief Keiths, the Migos, <laughs> the kodak blacks let's go ahead and just say that it's debatable whether their iq has reached reach the 80 threshold <laughs> okay so some of them might be rolling on the id scale yeah. intellectual disability scale <laughs> and you know the amigos might be in the you know 80 high 80s maybe maybe because they can't talk but <laughs> it seemed like they might have some sense kodak black Chief Keith, I think they probably rolling around in the seventies. Like they're not, they had made it to the, they had made it to the average level of intelligence. Uh Jay Z probably in the hundreds. You know what I'm saying? So P Diddy probably in the hundreds. I was
1: finna say because there are other. It's not just Jay Z. There are other examples of people who started out in the same way that these motherfuckers are starting out, but was able to like make it into something else. Is well, all I'm saying. So this is what I say about Tupac. Tupac
0: to me has always been somebody who made it his life, his life seemed to represent shit he don't want. I don't wanna be thugging, I don't wanna be shooting, I don't wanna be seeing people die, I don't wanna be drug dealing, I don't wanna be doing none of this shit. I don't wish this on none of my worst enemies. That's how his music seemed to be represented to me. When you're talking about Chief Keef, when you're talking about Kodak Black, when you're talking about all these people who talking about drug dealing for that, that, it represents a certain type of mind. So when you talk about somebody like Jay-Z, I feel like he struggled and did what he had to do to survive. If you would have dropped Jay-Z $2 million, if you would have gave him one of them Donald Trump loans when he was <laughs> putting out his first album, I think he would have became successful without the illegal bullshit. But And I, and that's the mindset. That's the intelligence. That's the awareness of what other possibilities and uh, areas that you can make more money in. A lot of people don't have that knowledge and intelligence. And so another thing about Tupac i'm a tupac fan uh <laughs> not much as i used to be but i'm definitely a tupac fan i used to compare tupac to other rappers you know mm-hmm. but I, at a certain point i stopped looking at tupac as a rapper and started looking at him as a revolutionary he was raised by a fucking black panthers yeah you know what i'm saying like this level of social awareness that he was given was all throughout his music and his rap mm-hmm. you can't compare him to a kid that was in foster care that became a rapper. You can't compare him to a, a rapper that was just raised by his mama that worked all the time and left him out on the streets. You can't compare that to people that didn't have the foundation that he had. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you got to have that foundation mixed with that intelligence, mixed with that opportunity to become a Jay-Z. Everybody with Jay-Z opportunities ain't going to become a Jay-Z yeah. because they ain't got the formula that Jay-Z had. They ain't got the formula that P. Diddy They ain't got the formula that all of these successful as a mega millionaire. that was fucking talking about buying the Panthers the other day. Yeah. This nigga woke up. This nigga was probably drunk. Woke up and <laughs> said, like, you know what? I will put a I'm gonna put an Instagram. I might buy the fucking Panthers. <laughs> like, Chief keep texting his homeboys to figure out where he can get an eight-ball from <laughs> and what fucking trap house they can rob. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's a lot of shit that make a Jay-Z, and I ain't discounting shit that J- Jay-Z has done because you know what it's a lot of people that have mishandled that intelligence Mm -hmm. and that foundation and that money that could have done it. So I give a shitload of props to people who done got there Mm. through that shit. And these days, I give props (laughs) if you got there and ain't grabbed nobody by the pussy. (laughs) Like fucking Russell Simmons out here. So Jay-Z, that has given me an extra layer of I fuck with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, or at least until you're unfuckwittable because you did grab somebody about the pussy that just came out of the city.
1: I feel like by now, somebody would have been there said that shit if it happened. I feel like I really do. Especially so, with him. But, but, you know. It was a really good go interview. Point. If you have a chance to, like, catch it, uh, it's enjoyable. Like, the shit... It, it, okay, let me just say this about him and Beyonce because I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> One, I wish they just start talking about it. And, like... I just have an issue with people. You know, he was like, our relationship was worth working, you know, working, getting past the infidelity. And now he did, he did, he said, "He, J.R.A.F. Jones asked him, okay, but what if she had cheated? If she had cheated on you and the table was her, would you have been able to give her the forgiveness that you expected from her? And he was like, I would like to think that I would. <laughs> Which for me is like, nigga, no. If that bitch is cheated out of kick to the curb because that's how niggas think.
0: Because, but we also know how women, we know what has, ex- I don't know if this is true or not. You know what I'm saying? I. Because it sounds like a convenient excuse for men. You know, if a man has sex with somebody, it's just sex. It ain't got nothing to do with emotion. It ain't got nothing to do, like they can love you, and have sex with you Ugh. and have sex with somebody else no mean shit. I, I don't buy it. No. Necessarily. <laughs> but I do know that there's a difference between how men and women react to these things. I don't know if it's because it's innate or I don't know if it's because society has conditioned for us to look at this shit like that and there's men and women that, uh, uh accept it. But I do know that if a woman is has taken her emotional investment and anchor out of your ass, <laughs> it's fucking gone, bro <laughs> It ain't coming
1: back. But I don't think that's the same for men. But what but men are not saying, no, I wouldn't forgive her or be able to move forward because if she left, then, you know, she's gone because of emotions and da 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 It's because ego wise, they are not, they cannot get past another man having a woman that they deem to be their property. That's what that is. It ain't got shit to do with her emotionally leaving the relationship. That is not what niggas are thinking about when they find out their girl cheated on them. Well, they don't have to know that from
0: uh, us as therapists
1: who work with people emotionally to know that that what the fuck be happening no they don't but i don't think that that is what the issue is i don't think that the issue is that they feel like well she left you know she she put all her emotions in this other man and i can't get past the type shit i don't think that's what it is i think that bitch went to fuck somebody else <laughs> i'm not finna be out here looking like no sucker <laughs> and i'm not finna stay with her but women are expected to like suck it up and work it out and and it's some bullshit. Like, I just, I can't, I'm sorry because I feel like it's not on me to fix shit now. You fucked up. You fucked up. Now I gotta be forgiven and shit. Fuck you. I bring up that point
0: because at the woman, at the point that a woman has left.
1: All of that is true, but it's irrelevant. Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute.
0: (laughs) Okay. At the point that a woman has gone through enough shit to leave at that point, I think a man knows how much he done fucked up. I don't think it's a situation where it'll be a fucking surprise to him to a degree i mean he gonna be that same level of mad but i also think that he know he been fucking up
1: no van jones question was if the if because beyonce wasn't fucking up and that's why jay-z went and fucked somebody else he just did it because he's jc we don't even know the do we know the details of that shit no
0: we just know a vague ass implication of his album that indicates that he did something and that Beyonce did well. and she don't fucking like it and yes. she know what it is we don't know exactly what happened exactly how it happened mm-hmm. we don't know if it was an ex person we don't know if it's a new little groupie
1: chick but like. the assumption is that Jay Z cheated on her with some gr- whatever whoever the woman is just because he wasn't ready and that's what he has said he was not prepared to be in a relationship but he also didn't want to let let her go so he agreed to be in a relationship he was not prepared to fucking be in so he did that because he wasn't ready to settle down so if those tables had been turned he hadn't been fucking up she just met somebody and had sex with them that was what the question was if she slept with somebody else while you relationship was cool would you have forgiven her the way that she forgiven you and he said i would like to think that i would have well. Now i would have
0: well, I don't think he would ever have an opportunity because we all know that he would have never known that she fucked somebody no, else. Yeah,
1: we good at that. We never
0: would have known nope. that. You know, <laughs> but like I was saying, the component of a woman being emotional, having emotionally taken that anchor out of your mm-hmm. a person means that he would have known that she was different. Like it wouldn't have mattered. She would yeah. have been fucking out. Well, at some point. I, yes, this, I are- think that and, and I think that's the dynamic. I think a man will stay hold on what am i trying to say um cuz i'm finna say something that i think i was finna say it wrong <laughs> um i feel like if a woman has cheated they're going to eventually leave you yes i feel like if a man is cheated he is he will stay with you as long as you will stay with him yeah you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so I don't. I if Beyonce was the one that cheated, it would have been because she done took her emotional anchor out of his ass. Mm-hmm. And it would be because she was on the fucking road to go, and he never would have fucking found out. He just, at some point she just would have said, "This ain't working. <laughs> it's
1: over," <laughs> and she would have went on to be with, you well, know, but her you, mandingo you warrior. Do know that there are men who do find out that they women are cheating on them, why they still with the women and they leave. They like, some of them stay, and some of them do they.
0: You and me got clients that motherfuckers that just they staying in relationships. They ain't got no damn business staying in. So this ain't universal it's usually, to it's men. It's
1: usually women that are staying in really. Like I have, let's see, I done had a dude or two. But a lot of times it's kids but i have not had a single man with no kids with this woman who wanted to stay despite she been fucking up usually it's because they got kids and he's trying to be a better dad than when his dad was being and so he putting up with this bullshit so he can still be in the house with his kids. i have not had where a man just because he just wanted to be with this woman so bad that he would stay i have not had that happen well i'm not i'm just pointing this out
0: to say that this shit is not universal for every man type situation. It's not, but... This shit I, happen out here like that sometimes. I
1: feel like more often than... Dudes are not gonna stay if you cheat on them. Like, if they find out about it, and I don't think it's because, like, they know that you've emotionally left. I don't even think that that is... I think they're so... surprised one <laughs> that you cheated on them. But
0: that's that ego shit, too. That's ego That ego, ego shit. make them think that they wouldn't even cheat, so men don't be checking for that shit. It's like Eddie Murphy <laughs> said in that damn... Uh, the, his comedy special Eddie Murphy Raw he said when uh, well it could have been uh, the first one it was Raw and Delirious mm-hmm. Uh, but he said that you know when his woman talk about going on a trip to Jamaica with her friends men be thinking about all the ass they can get while she gone so they be like okay go ahead <laughs> like they be taking for granted that you know Ma- she got feelings out here she might need to be you know appeased so they go over there and they you know, meet the the fucking stud of their dreams <laughs> out here. Stella. Stella!
1: <laughs> Never be the same. Yeah, so, you know, I'm just really tired of hearing about their uh, marriage and him fucking around and how they worked it out and I think at this point, just stop talking about it, but every reporter everybody that they talk to gonna ask them about the shit and van jones brought it up so he talked about it yeah Uh, he kept it brief they didn't talk about it for a long time which i was glad because at this point i'm just like nigga, whatever (laughs) yeah but um you should you should watch well no go listen to family feud because if you try to watch the video he only put a little bit of the song in the actual video (laughs) because you know they doing this artsy shit now him and her go listen to the song and then watch the video cause watching the video ain't gonna be helpful
0: and so before we go I'm gonna throw out the other stuff I was gonna talk about I'm gonna try to throw it on the um, page on Conversation Con artists and talk a little bit about it uh, a prayer for Post Malone who says it's a struggle being a white rapper fuck that nigga um huge new report shows Hillary shielding a top campaign aide from sexual harassment accusations <sighs> and uh report Jesse Williams estranged wife blasts him for asking their kids to call his new girlfriend mom oh my god so I was gonna talk about that shit but our time has run up um You got anything else on your mind? I do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla.